Hello you guys, it's Katie and welcome back to another episode of Crime and Crochet. This week we're going to be covering the case of the Zodiac Killer because there has recently been developments in this cold case that I want to talk to you guys about. So before I get started on this episode, I do want to say that this is episode number 20 and the season finale for season number one. So if you guys want to know when season number two is coming out, make sure you follow at Crime and Crochet on Instagram for updates. But with that, let's just get straight into this episode about the Zodiac Killer. The Zodiac Killer case has been one of the most popular unsolved cases for a really long time up until recently when it came out that they believe they have figured out who the Zodiac Killer was. So at the end of this episode, we will get into that. But before all of that, I want to just give you the information on everything that happened and the timeline and all of that. So the Zodiac Killer became famous for writing taunting letters and cards that he sent to newspapers threatening killing sprees and bombings if they did not print these letters in their newspapers. So of course most of them did get printed and he would leave the Zodiac Killer symbol which if you don't know that is the symbol that is a circle with a plus sign. The Zodiac Killer did claim to murder 37 people in one of his letters but investigators only agree on seven confirmed victims. Two of those victims did survive. So we're going to talk about each one of those cases. The first known victims are David Friaday, who was 17, and Betty Jensen, who was 16. Both of them were shot and killed on December 20th of 1968 on Lake Harmon Road, which was known to be kind of a lover's lane, the area they were in, and the two of them were on their first date that night. So they were shot and killed down on this road, and they were found by a woman who lived nearby, and there was never any developments in the case. It just went cold. Just before midnight on July 4th of 1969, Darla Frien and Michael Mignew drove to the Blue Rock Springs Park, which was about four miles away from the previous murders, and parked their car. And as the couple sat in the car, a second car pulled up behind them and then drove off, and about 10 minutes later came back, and that's when the driver exited, walked up to the passenger side door, and shined a flashlight inside and then shot the victims. As the killer was walking off, he heard Michael moaning and returned to shoot each of the victims twice more before driving off. And the next day at 12.40 a.m., a man calls the police department taking credit for this crime and the crime that had happened a couple months earlier, and they were able to track this phone to a phone booth that was at a gas station that happened to be about 
three-tenths of a mile from Darlene's house. And she ended up being pronounced dead at the hospital. And he did survive, even though he was shot in the face, neck, and chest. He was able to describe his attacker, and he said he was about 26 to 30 years old, 195 to 200 pounds, or possibly even more, and about 5 foot 8 white male with short, light brown curly hair, which this description was super helpful, of course, and ended up being a part of the sketch that, you know, has been famous throughout the years since this has been an unsolved case. In August of 1969 is when the Zodiac Killer begins sending letters to the newspaper companies and he continues this throughout his killing sprees. So for the rest of the victims, I'm just going to give you guys a brief summary for time's sake. I'm not going to get into all of the details. So the next two victims were Brian Hartnell, who was 20, and Cecilia Shepard, who was 22. They were stabbed on September 27th of 1969, so not too far after he started sending out these letters at Lake Berenessa, and the man, Brian Hartnell, ended up surviving even though he had eight stab wounds in the back, but the woman, Cecilia Shepard, died because of her injuries two days later. Paul Stein, who was 29, is the last of the seven victims that has been confirmed to be linked to the Zodiac Killer, and he was shot and killed on October 11th of 1969 in the Pristino Heights neighborhood in San Francisco. So, quite a few different places as well as as different ages and different murder methods even. So it is kind of interesting to me that they did link all of these versus linking like all cases that were all done with a gun or all cases that were done in the same area. That type of thing. Either way, they were all linked together for some sort of reason and those are the seven victims that are known to be killed or almost killed by the Zodiac Killer. So the most interesting part to me is that as of about two weeks ago, as of recording this podcast, the Zodiac Killer is believed to be found out. So the team that has been working on this case believes that it was a man by the name of Gary Francis Post, who was from Northern California and did die in 2018 at the age of 80. But there are a couple reasons why they believe he was the killer. First off, he confessed to about six people to being the Zodiac Killer before he passed away. He also had scars that matched the killer's scars from a car accident, and he also looked like the sketch that had been provided to the police by surviving victims. So, 
even though he never served any time in prison or didn't get what we would consider justice, I do think it's still interesting to know who did this and finally have an answer for this cold case. And with this, it is important to note that this is an independent organization that has been trying to solve this case, and to them, the case is solved, but the FBI and police have all come out and said it is not officially solved in their eyes. So it's kind of however you want to take it, but there is a lot of convincing evidence that this man may have been the Zodiac Killer. But with that, that is the conclusion of the Zodiac Killer case. So we are now going to move on to the crochet pattern for this episode. Since Halloween is really close, the crochet pattern I have for this week is Baxter the Bat, which is a free crochet pattern by the Nicole Chase. You can find that on her blog for free as well as PDF versions of this pattern on her Ravelry and Etsy shops. That is Nicole Chase on Ravelry and the Nicole Chase on Etsy. So again, this is a really cute crochet bat pattern for Halloween time. So if you guys are interested in seeing this pattern, as well as sources from this episode and pictures from this episode, you guys can also head over to my Instagram at Crime and Crochet to see all of that, as well as I always link the crochet pattern in my bio over on Instagram. So if you guys are interested, again, that is at Crime and Crochet on Instagram. And I want to say a special thank you to everybody that has been listening to this first season of Crime and Crochet. Like I said at the beginning of this episode, this is the last episode of season one. So if you want updates on season two, since I'm not exactly sure when it will be releasing, make sure you head over to at Crime and Crochet on Instagram. That is where I will be posting about season two as soon as I have decided on a date for season two. So with that, again, thank you so much for listening to all of season one. And I can't wait for you to be tuning in to season two. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Crime and Crochet. I hope you have enjoyed. If you did, the best way you can help me out is leaving a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. And if you guys want to check out more information, such as the crochet pattern I shouted out in this episode, the case, my sources, and more information on the podcast, you can check out at Crime and Crochet on Instagram. And if you want some more Crime and Crochet related content, you can also check out the Reddit page that I started for the podcast, r slash Crime and Crochet. With that, I hope you guys will tune in to the next episode next Saturday of Crime and Crochet. And make sure that you are staying safe out there so you don't become one of these victims that we talk about each week. 
And with that, goodbye, y'all.